Good morning on this Saturday morning. We want to welcome you again to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. We have been learning about the Feast of Pentecost or the Feast of Weeks, as it is called in the Old Testament. And as we left off in our previous session concerning and talking about the harvest, today we are going to continue talking about God's timing and God's purposes his perfect timing for everything. And we will be actually reading out of the book of Acts in a little bit, uh, the fullness of the time for the feast. But let's look at another example in the scripture, in the New Testament, concerning the fullness. We have talked about <clears throat> the times of the Gentiles beginning. We talked about the church age beginning. We talked about the Holy Spirit age beginning. And we've introduced this as part of the concept that in the book of Genesis, in chapter 6, God gave the people, all flesh at that time, 120 years before the judgment would fall. And of course, uh, Noah was going to build the ark, the earth was going to be flooded, all flesh was going to be destroyed, and the only ones that were going to be left were those that would have entered into the ark, including all the animals. Now it's important to understand that the coming of the Holy Spirit into the life of an individual is basically the death of the flesh and being born again and through and by the power of the Holy Spirit mortifying or that is killing the deeds of the flesh so that the body can be used as an instrument and a vessel by God to the fulfilling of his purposes. By using your mouth and your tongue, the word of God can be brought forth. By using your hands and your faith and your belief, hands can be laid upon the sick. By using your life, you can go and travel from one place to another and take the gospel. So there's a lot that is involved, especially the way it's explained in the book of Romans in chapter 6, about yielding your members, your body, as instruments of righteousness uh, versus as instruments of death and unrighteousness. But let's go ahead and start uh, by reading in the book of Galatians in chapter 4, in verse number 4. But when the fullness of time was come, remember Ecclesiastics when we started off the study some time back ago, it all began with the thought that to every season and to every time, to everything there is a purpose and to everything that God has established, there is a reason for it. Well, right here it says, but when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son made of a woman under the law. The perfect timing, that was the best time for Jesus to come and be born during the time of the Roman Empire had it been any other empire, it would not have accomplished what it accomplished when he did come. So God's perfect timing was right on the money. Now, it says in the book of Ephesians, in chapter 1, verse 10, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times. Notice, this time it is plural. It's not singular. When the fullness of time was come, God said, but in the fullness of times. Each age that has gone by and passed has introduced a new age. 
So this is an understanding that we can grasp out of the scripture. And it says, In the dispensation of the fullness of times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth in him. So here it looks like it's talking about gathering together in Christ that which is in heaven and that which is on earth at the same time. Whether it's the believers that have already died and gone up or whether it's the believers that are still alive and are going to be caught up at the rapture or those that are going to be resurrected, uh, let's say at the end of the tribulation. However you want to interpret it, everything is for the purpose of bringing things together in one. Restoring back that which was lost when Adam fell and when Adam sinned. Also, we've made mention that the giving of the law in the Old Testament represented God initiating his covenant, and that is taking the nation of Israel as his bride or as his wife. Here now we have in Pentecost the giving of the Holy Spirit as the down payment, we'll call it the deposit, uh, a good faith and goodwill that there is a new body that is going to be eventually given to the believer along with the new spirit that he was created uh, anew in Christ Jesus when he was born again. But we'll talk about that a little bit later when we talk about the different resurrections. Now, it says in the book of Romans in chapter 11, verse 25, for I would not, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery. And it's talking about the church and it's talking about the Gentile church and Israel. It says, lest you should be wise in your own conceit, that blindness in part is happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles become in. Just like in the time when God told Abraham until the fullness of the Amorites is fulfilled, then the nation of Israel was going to be captive and prisoners uh, serving the pharaohs of Egypt for 400 years. They were there for 430 years uh, before they came out. But God was waiting until the fullness of the iniquity of the Amorites to be accomplished. Notice that we keep mentioning this word fullness. Now it's important because it also involves the life of the believer to be walking in the fullness of the Holy Spirit in their lives. So this again, the fullness of time, a dispensation of times, the fullness of time, and now we have that it happened to Israel because God's timing was just perfect. Now, once the fullness of time is over, in other words, once the Antichrist, all the tribulation and all of this is accomplished, Christ establishes his kingdom. And now it's time for Israel to rule and for Christ to rule, and for David to rule, and for the apostles to rule, and for the believers to rule and reign here on earth for a thousand years. Now that is a joyful sound to my ears, because that means that I can look up, and I can say, right now, come Lord Jesus, come. 
Come, come. There's nothing to hold him back except that God, the Father, just say, Go, son, go and get your bride. And there is nothing that has to be fulfilled or accomplished but that he come for his church. And that could happen at any moment. That's why the scripture talks so much about those that are looking and waiting for him. That is our blessed hope. That is the reason we live from one day to another that maybe today, maybe today. But in the meantime, I continue to watch. I continue to wait. I continue to serve. I continue to pray as though I still had a millennium to live out. But then I also live as though this is the last moment, the last second of time that is left. And I'm looking forward for him to come and take me away. Is that in your heart? Is that a heart cry of yours that you wake up in the morning and say, come, Lord Jesus, come this day? Or do you wake up and say, oh, no, now I got to go to work another day of work? Our heart cry should be that one set upon heaven, upon eternal things, the invisible things, not on the things that are of this world. They're temporal. They're only going to last so long, and they're not even going to make it into the millennium or into heaven. Flesh and blood can't inherit it. The only thing that is going to enter in there is anything that we have done by faith, walked by faith, believed by faith, anything that has been by grace and by His power and by His Spirit. So this brings us to the thought of the book of Acts then, that it says in chapter 2, in verse 1, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come... They were all in one accord in one place. Now that is a mouthful right there. I won't be able to read the entire 40 verses that I wanted to read, uh, but it'll be part of Sunday's devotional uh, when we get around to it. But what I wanted to introduce to you today was the thought, this concept, that the age of the Holy Spirit began when the Holy Spirit was introduced into the body of Christ on the day of Pentecost. It was also at that time that the initiating time where the Gentiles eventually would all begin to hear the gospel and they would be brought in and along with the Jews and eventually when the whole house of Israel is saved at the end of the tribulation, in one day, the whole nation that is saved, we are brought together as one man in Christ Jesus to rule and reign with him for the next thousand years because that's just an introduction, uh, a drop of water into the bucket of an ocean that is endless because eternity is forever. Well, anyway, getting a little excited about this and... <clears throat> I just need to calm myself down just to be able to catch my breath. And it says, so when the day of Pentecost, the day of weeks, Jesus had already been walking with them and had been manifesting and proving himself with infallible works for 40 days, 40 days. And the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15, starting from verse 1, it says there was at least five hundred individual disciples and witnesses that witnessed when Jesus was taken up and when he gave them the words. 
Do not leave Jerusalem until you're endowed with power from on high. And that is exactly what happened. But it was when the day of Pentecost was fully come. They were all in one accord. Of course, it's 120 of them, not the 500. And they were all in one place. And that was the introduction. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a mighty a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire and each sat upon each of them and they were filled with the holy ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And there were dwelling at Jerusalem, Jews, devout men, out of every nation under heaven. Now, when this was noised abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded because that every man heard them speak in his own language. Notice, it just happened to be that there was about 17 nations represented there, or 17 different places of these individuals that just happened to be there. Why did they happen to just be there? Because they came to celebrate the Feast of Weeks. But now they're involved with the Day of Pentecost. Fully come. Stay with us on Sunday when we come back and continue with our thought. Until then, may the Lord richly enrich your spirit and enlighten your mind. May your sensitivity and awareness to His holy presence be consistent every single day with that of his appearing, walking and waiting in holiness because that's for who he's coming. And be blessed and enriched in the thought that we can be comforted in those words. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Until we meet again, the Lord bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.